What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of The Lunch Table. I'm one of your co-hosts, Darvez Ellis, and I have a friend of mine with me today by the name of Mr. Robert Hudson. Hello. <laughs> Robert's going to take us a little bit into his mind and his world of art. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. So, welcome back. I have my friend Robert Xavier Allen Hudson. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm nervous. I'm going to be real. I'm nervous. But I'm living, so can't complain too much. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. So, Robert, you know, I've known you for a while, but, you know, this is a new introduction to the table. So, why don't you why don't you give the people a little, little background info on yourself? Well, like who I am or my art? Whatever you want to do. So to your discretion. Okay. Um, hello. My name is Robert Xavier Allen Hudson. I am an artist, a painter, but all around just an artist. I go to a and I'm now a senior, which is scary because I'm about to be out in life. Yes, Lord. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm a passionate artist and... I'm never going to stop creating until God says stop. <laughs> All right. Amen. <laughs> I'm with that one. So I've known Robert for a while. We we met back in Fayetteville. It's actually a funny story of how we met. But, yeah, we ended up reconnecting at one point. <laughs> Him and my twin brother both went to the same private school and yes. kind of just kicked off again from there. So, you know, Robert, I want to talk to you about, you know, your, your roots and your origins. So... <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you about, you know, how did you get started with your art and, you know, your pieces of work? Uh, okay. Shoot. I never had someone ask me this. But um, the first early remembering I have, not remembering, but, like, memory I have of, like, art was my sister used to draw on these big Lego box sets that we had. So it was, like, a big trunk. And so she had Sharpies, and I would see her just drawing stuff. So I was like, okay, let me try it. And obviously I'm, like, three or two and it's not looking good but it I'm making something and so from then on I would just always sketch and sketch and sketch and then I eventually went to um village skip forward to like seventh grade and so I would draw like Spongebob be drawn in the back of class and so at that time very mediocre but at that point in my life it was good for like where I was yeah like and exploring so, and stuff yeah and so um my peers, they were like, oh, you're so good. You're this, this, and that. And so if they didn't tell me that, I probably would have stopped by now. And so it helped push me because without that support, I probably wouldn't have kept going. Mm. And then I'd say the very first time I took it seriously was freshman year in high school. It was a piece called Society Closes Our Mouth, and it was, like, very dark. It had only, like, black and white. It was, like, Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. 9-11. Oh, man. Ku Klux Klan. Oh, man. Someone committing suicide. Oh, man. And it, like, <laughs> it was basically, like, in the middle of it, it was, like, a pair of lips, and it had, like, stitches mm-hmm. to where it's, like, society really does close our mouth. And so, keep in mind, Village, private white Christian school, she was like, what are some of your happier thoughts? And so, I'm like... Like, you need both sides. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? And so, 
I took a step away. I talked to my friends about it. They were like, why would she say that? But without Miss Pulis saying that to me, I probably wouldn't have been where I am now. So I take all my art, have real-life aspects to it, right. but make it beautiful. So, yeah, that's just, like, how I started and where I'm at now. Well, not where I'm at now, but, like, where I'm at now. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> Do you remember those vans you created senior year oh, of high school? Those vans? Oh, my God. It was about – I remember it was a theme of – I had the theme. It was music. Mm -hmm. And so – I was like, I don't want to do something like stupid. So let's do, I'm a very deep thinker. And so I always have to go like the extra mile. And especially when I go the extra mile, I get too emotionally attached to it. Right. And I, um, I was like, let's just tell the story of how like Lucifer was cast out. And so on one side, it was the heaven side where he was like the angel who was over like the music and like how certain music can actually like inspire you to do like very good things and uplift your spirit. And then I remember on the back of the heel, it had like a whole choir set up and it was sick. And, um, let me see what happened on the next, on the right shoe. It then went to where he was cast out. And so you had where it was almost like some music can manipulate you to do bad things, make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just like how, like the balance of good and evil was on the left shoe and then the right shoe. I have those to this day, and I still try to squeeze my feet in them. They're like an eight and a half. I wear a ten and a half. Oh, <laughs> you, might, you might break your toes one right. of these days. <laughs> no, it's either eight and a half or like a nine or nine and a half. Mm. But I haven't worn those in years, so I'm gonna try to wear them one day. I'm about to say, I thought I'd seen you wear them at like maybe one art show, but. You know, that was the first thing that I saw, and that's when I really knew, like, okay, nah, he can definitely take it to, <laughs> to the next level. Like, I remember the t-shirts, because, you know, you did, like, the whole, the castle crazy, yeah, oh and I still have that shit God. at home. The fire, fire shirts, I remember how that even came about. It was, shoot, this is, like, going down memory lane for me now. Um, How did that even happen? Didn't you say somebody, didn't somebody in the athletic or maybe the athletic director, like, reached out to you or something, something like that? Because you made, like, over 100 T-shirts. No, that was – okay, so this was – I thought that was the Castle Crazies, wasn't it? That was before Jarvis, so, like, we weren't even connected. Oh, so um, okay. that was after, like, when I first started making shirts, it was these Fire Fire shirts. And I remember I was really nervous because I was a loser at school. Nobody oh, my really gosh. Knew. No, 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 for real, for real. So I was a loser. I was a sophomore, and I just made these Fire Fire shirts, and I remember – the hottest kid, well, I'm not going to name drop people and give them acknowledgement, but um, <laughs> there was a certain person at the school who was like that kid, and I was like, hey, do you think that these are good enough to like sell? He's like, yeah, just like reach out to people. So I remember I sent it to a bunch of people, people who used to even bully me, and then they were like, oh, these are hot, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think I made about 200 of the not 200 of the shirts, $200. Um, or more, but I remember I did those, and then eventually, with what you were talking about, it was the Castle Crazy shirts. Yeah, for the student section. Yeah, but um, the reason those even came about, new principal at the time, he was racist, didn't want this young black boy making art, or making like t-shirts for the students, because I'm making like money off of them. Right. And so, I remember he came to me, um, when was it, when was it? During homecoming. Like, homecoming dance, he came up to me. He was like, yeah, 
I don't appreciate you selling your shirts, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, why are you coming to me during a dance talking about this? Yeah. So I went home. I was pissed. My mom was pissed. She um wrote up a whole letter, addressed him, yada, yada, yada. At that time, I did the whole football situation. My jersey was 80. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make 80 t-shirts. I'm going to give them away for free. I ended up making about 90 t-shirts and then gave them away for free. And even his daughter got one. But the symbolism behind like the Castle Crazy Nights was because... The behavior that he was um, exhibiting was very racist, and so it was KKK, Castle Crazy Nights, and it was, like, <laughs> put off into, like, a whole diamond shape to where it's, like, you would think of it as a hood of a Ku Klux outfit. But, yeah. You know, now that you explain that, yeah. the next time I go home, I'm going to look at it, because it's still in my closet at home. Because niggas, um, yeah, niggas just really... <laughs> really wouldn't have known that and so even when i was creating it i was like yeah i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna have it be kkk and i remember my friends were like okay and so i did it and if people from school or from high school listen to this they're gonna be like oh wow why would he even put that but i did what i had to do because that nigga pissed me off (laughs) hey bro i mean (laughs) look i told you i told you the other day like i don't i don't don't question your creative process though (laughs) He pissed me off. Oh, my God. Means, bro. Do what you got to do. <laughs> so, you know, starting and thinking about, you know, where your art started at, mm-hmm. how do you think your art has evolved up until this current day? <laughs> my art, let me see. I'm going to show you a picture of, like, my very first drawing. I remember some of them. They're on your website, too. Like, the, what was it? I think Ruined Childhood? Was that oh, one of them? No, no, no. That wasn't even my first, first, like... I'm talking about like when I was a kid, Darvez. This was crazy. I was on Facebook and I ran across these. Let me see. Like, hey, that's fine. I look. <laughs> no, look at that. Literally a joke. But um, the way it's evolved, I would say <laughs> craftsmanship one. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would say the way I'm not afraid to go into certain parts of my mind to address certain things about either myself, the narrative, which can stem from, like, my family or even just, like, my friends and what they deal with, and just being ambitious in what I put out. Because yeah. I used to never think I could paint. Look at me now. Not not in a braggy way, but, like, I used to really be like, oh, nah, I can't like, paint. You, you, create, you create whole murals. Like, <laughs> for fun. Literally, for fun. And so... Um, um, yeah, just starting off with markers and then eventually having people show interest in it and me just addressing to myself, you can really do this. Let's, like, keep it going and right. let's push the boundary every piece you do. Right. And so i say the biggest inspiration behind me, like, constantly pushing is Beyonce because, you know, she's just always going to, like, the next level. And so it's like I always never want to be complacent. Even my last show compared to this show that I'm preparing, totally like a skirt, like literally going off the highway. Like it doesn't make sense on how like I go from one idea to the next. And thank God certain things are lining up to where my vision is actually about to come to life. I'm about to cry thinking about this show. Sorry. (laughs) Like, no, I'm just so excited coming from where I like used to do. Wow. Tarvez. Okay, this is so random. This is oh, this is what I was gonna tell you. I had a freshman, never met him. Like since I'm now I'm a senior. It's about like the, the realization. 
This is like, crazy. I, had, I, had, I was like, going to ask you this later. I had, like, the moment. Like, this was the moment. Um, So now I'm a senior, and when I was a freshman, I wish I had someone to look up to. I had a senior girl. Well, not a senior girl. She was a senior, and she had her own thing going on on campus. Mm-hmm. And she would just talk like she was all that. And at that point, she was, like, that girl. But you would think that she would, like, help out someone who's younger than her and, like, try to nurture them to where they can grow into, like, a successful artist or a successful black artist. And I remember she used to just cast me out. We never had, like, a really, like, pers- like face-to-face interaction, but she helped me in a way to where it's, like, I don't need a handout. And so since I did my art shows, it's just been, like, nonstop learning for myself, fending for myself, trial and error. Right. But um, this kid, he reached out to me totally random, never met him. He was like, yeah, I'm down to help you for your show. Like, in w- any way, shape, or form, I'm like, wow, mom, no one's ever said I'm down to help you out no matter what. And so I was like, okay. We recently just got on the phone because he DJs on the side. So I was like, I need you to mix something together for, like, my performance that I'm trying to do for my show. And he's like, okay, I got you, I got you. We got on the phone. He was like, first, I got to say, I'm so honored to be on the phone with you. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm just like a person. Don't be saying this. I'm just a kid. And I say kid because, like, I still consider myself a whole child compared to, like, my mom. That's a whole grown woman. Yeah. And so, um, what happened? He's like, I'm just so honored. We got on the phone. We stayed on the phone for about an hour. After we got off the phone, I bawled my eyes out. Within the span of our phone call, he was, um, I was telling him about my show, telling him about, like, basically how I had started, how he, he just made me realize that I'm doing this for the right reason. And so, <laughs> he made me realize I was doing this for the right reason. And he said one thing to me that had me, like, on the verge of crying. He was like, what did he say? He said, your art is, like, something I've never seen before, and I feel like I'll never see anything like this again. And for me, it was almost like, when you look back at these artists that are doing their thing, they, like ca- like, stand out. And so, I'm like... I must be doing something right. Like, I'm really, like, doing what I was put on this earth to do. I'm, like, about to cry thinking about it. But um, he was like, I don't think you know this, but, like, you're, like, paving the way for kids like me. And I need you to know this. And so I was like, okay, stop, because if you say that, I'm going to keep crying or I'm going to start crying. He's like, if you cry, I'm going to start bawling. And so, um, yeah, it was just cool because I've never had someone younger than me or even just people in general like I feel like people look at me but I don't know if they like I've never had someone tell me that and so it just felt good that like I'm doing it like this is what I'm supposed to do so yeah my little story (laughs) you saved me a question oh is that it that's not the that wasn't the next point but I was gonna ask you that oh okay oh what was the thing hmm Cause when I texted you, I was like, "Darvez, this is the moment." Oh, was this? Yes, uh, I was gonna ask you about that later on. Oh, like, no, it's yeah. okay. No, 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 it's, it's <laughs> completely fine. You know, I I thought I told you this before, but you know, I would say, you know. Oh wait, some, no. I think you're about to say what I was. What I okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, what did you think I was gonna say? Cause you remember when you were you told me before that like I inspired you to like look at. Never mind, never mind. Go ahead. See, now I want to know. That's the question. No, thing. it was all. Um, you can't was, do that. It was something where it was like my art inspired you to like. It was either like tap into artistry or like expand how you write. 
it was something because it was for an assignment. It was like something that haunts you. But it wasn't like in the sense of like my art haunts you. It was something that like inspired you. I wish I remember this assignment. Uh, I'm trying. I'm to embarrassing think about. myself now. <laughs> no, no, Let's no. Move on. <laughs> no, you're you're good. You're good. No, I was gonna say, which I probably told you just before, but like, no. Number one, you have like you know you told taught me inadvertently about you know how to look at art from a different mm-hmm. point, but also just like I've always admired you know the passion and you know the meaning that you put into each product. Don't cry though. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to finish this. <laughs> I swear. Cause I stay emotional. Yeah, that's and that's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But yeah, so I'll cry on the way home. I'll let you know that. All right, man. <laughs> just keep me posted. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert, you know, thinking about you know how you got to this point, and you know how us as human beings are inspired by you know anything that mm-hmm. you know comes to comes to light up our eye. What would you say are your art inspirations? My art inspirations? I recently had to, like, start thinking about them. Are we talking about, like, just artists or, like, anything that, like, inspires my work? Either or. Either or. The very generic, not question, answer would be life. (laughs) But I don't want to do that. I have some really dope artists. I go to school with a lot of people that I love their work. Let me give them the let me let me say their names. Kayla Moss, Richard Newkirk, Jasmine Boykins. I don't I know a lot of artists, but those are like the like the holy trinity for me. Like I spent six hundred on one of Jazz's paintings. Oh man. I spent two something on Richard. And I would have bought something from Kayla, but her mom wanted the painting. So I was like, Okay, I get it, mama's my, like, if my mom wanted a painting, I'm not going to sell it. Right. So, um, those are, like, my biggest art inspirations when it comes to, like, standing next to me. But, like, you have big people like Harmonio Rosales, Kehinde Wiley, and then Michelangelo. I'm sorry. I got to go back to, like, the greats because that this next thing that I'm working on, I never would have thought to, like, a young black boy doing big 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 things that like they would only see like the whites do right. i don't know if you have whites listening to this so when i say whites i didn't mean want to be rude but um <laughs> what else my mama inspires me my dad my sister my nieces and nephews everybody even like simple interactions inspire me and the biggest I would say something that, like, always puts a fuel under me is, like, when I think about how I used to, whew, when I used to get bullied and not be, like, the coolest kid. And it's just, like, I'm making myself into this cool kid. Even now, I sometimes, like, yesterday, I had, like, a really bad, like, insecurity breakdown. I was, like, I'm not good enough. I swear I just, like, don't feel good enough. Even, like, on the way here, I was driving. I was just, like, I still just feel, yeah. yeah. And so, um. It's just, like, making me into who I want to be, regardless of my past, but also using my past as, like, fuel to, like, I got to show these niggas who I am. (laughs) It is not even in the sense of, like, seeking validation. It's just, like, you can come to my show, and I might not be wearing, like, the coolest clothes or whatever, but it's, like, you cannot take away what I do 
the passion I have because when I die, niggas are gonna know my name, niggas are gonna know my art, and people are gonna be like, wow, he like literally had a heart to just create what he wanted to do. So yeah, that's what it's all about. Really, that footprint. So, (laughs) speaking of, you know, all these inspirations that you have, Mm -hmm. I know I told you this before, but you know, this was back, and this is something I'll never forget because of just that was how we kind of like rekindled yeah i told you that you kind of introduced me to virgil abo and you know oh, the world of off-white yeah. <laughs> and this was like 2014 15 yeah i think it was 2015 when this happened because jarvez went to village our junior year of high school mm-hmm. so yeah i just that's always something that's gonna <laughs> like kind of stay as like a, a sentimental memory to me i used to love his work I don't want to say used to because it makes it sound like I don't like them anymore. I just stopped tapping into like fashion. I look at more fashion stuff when I'm trying to like create she owns it merch. And so it's like mm-hmm. I look at what I would want to like if I was a girl, what do I want to be put in? Do I want to be looking? It just depends on like what mood I'm in because like I have like an image of like the it she owns it girl. And so even with she owns it, I try to like. I want it to be a whole magazine one day. God willing. But um Right. Yeah. I'm not gonna say I cast out fashion. It's just I don't got the money for fashion. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. No, that's right. <laughs> Goodness. I spend my money on oh, not even mine. I spend my mama's money, my mama and my dad's money on art supplies, like canvases, paint, and food. That's it. And, like, when I got these Air Forces, I got those just because, like, I had a Halloween costume. I was like, Mom, I need these shoes. So she ran to the store, picked them up. I put them on the day I got, um, I was at work. And I'm the type, if I get a new pair of shoes, I'm going to wear them out. Hence the creases and the stains on them. crazy because you have so many other shoes yeah right uh, we're not we're not gonna discuss but like 70 something but i just don't touch them they're sitting in the garage oh yeah i know (laughs) i know mr jeremy scott (laughs) right oh i used to get bullied nigga oh niggas are so rude but i was on i don't care i don't care when i found out you're the only person i know that owns jeremy scott still to this day (laughs) i was like yo like he's he's verified valid (laughs) i was like oh my god I saw those, I was like, Ma, I need those. And so, I don't know how what her perception was when I wanted them, because it wasn't even on, like, anything dealing with, like, sexuality. But, like, I got them, and I was just like, okay, where do I wear them? Because that's not a normal shoe. If I walk out in public with them, it's going to be like, what? Like, yeah. I even, to this day, if I were to put them on, people would be like, what are you doing? And I might, I might wear those one day. Just tell, them, just, tell them, just tell them they're not kosher. Right. <laughs> they just, they don't know. If I you swear, know, you know. I remember I was getting, it was some kid in class. And um, craziest experience. I was in art class, too. They're like, did y'all see that gay kid wearing the um, the teddy bear shoes? I'm sitting in this class. In that's, this class. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And um, they're like, yeah. And then someone whispered, he's in here. And I was just like, yeah, I'm like literally sitting right here. But, um. It was this kid, his name is Jawan, that was, like, one of, like, the basketball players that were, like, the niggas of the school. Because, of course, all the girls wanted to have sex with him. And they're just, like, the basketball players. 
But he's like, yeah, those are Jeremy Scott's. And they were just like, what are those? He's like, those are very expensive shoes. So, like, chill on him. Like, that's not even, no, like, respect what he's got. Yeah. So, yeah, to this day, that's my favorite memory. Besides the fact that, like, niggas were bullying me, but. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that happened. Is that why you don't wear them anymore? You just like, yeah, I remember you said something about you just, I used to you get tired, bullied of, you like tired crazy. of getting questioned about them. I used to get bullied like crazy, Darvez. I remember I had, it was another pair of um, Jeremy Scott's. They weren't even like flamboyant or anything. They were the ones that had like Adidas written around the letter, um, around the shoes. And they were like, oh, those are fake, yada, yada, yada. And so I'm over here getting my feelings hurt from some pasty white people. <laughs> and ugly, ugly to this day. Ugly to this day. Ah! Ugly to this day. It makes no sense. But it just, yeah. I just stopped wearing, like, the different type of shoes because I was tired of getting bullied. And if you weren't wearing Jordans, then you were a nobody. So it was just like, I would just chill on it and do my art. I feel that. (laughs) I feel that. So, Robert, let's talk about, you know, your last four art shows. We can talk about the last four that you've hosted, you know, up until now. We can talk about the Black Boy Art Show. We can talk about your upcoming art show. You know, just tell me about you know, which each which each one is meant to you and, you know, what are you looking forward to with, like, your new show? What each one has meant to me? Yeah. Okay. Whew. Whew. Was it four? Hold on. You had one freshman year. You had two sophomore year. You had one junior year. Wait. Hold on. The last one You're was right. No, 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 no. I had five. You the, had five? Um, you didn't go to the one. It was in Fayetteville. It wasn't considered oh, really like one. Okay, okay. But um, that one that was in the summer, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I did it for that. No, that was that's where like the purchase happened. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's where the purchase happened. Oh. Okay. But um, my first one, it was basically like an introduction to like who I am as an artist, mm-hmm. and I just grounded up like all my old work, some of my recent work. Did that and. Yeah, that one was crazy because I never thought I could pull it off. I pulled it off and had about, like, 75 people showed up. That was good. Second one was my lowest one to date. I was I would say it's my lowest one to date. It wasn't very much, like, um, promoted. Was and that, it was, that was draping your promises, right? Mm-hmm. It was the coolest idea. Like, the coolest idea. The venue was nice. It had no lighting, though. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. I, I thought it added to it, though. I kind of liked that there was crazy. no lighting. Like, a lot of people liked it, but, I, like, when I was there, I was like, I hate this show. I literally sat, like, at the show, I was like, I hate this. But it was, for me, a humbling experience. Like, I was like, I feel like God was like, nigga, you need to figure out you are just a human. Nobody's obligated to come to your stuff. And that's whenever um one of my good friends, her name is Jalen, they were like, your stuff it's more spiritual. Some people aren't going to get it. They have to like actually feel it. And so that was me realizing maybe my art isn't for everybody. And the next piece was called Still Being Written. And that's when I first introduced having other people. And so never right. thought I would do that. Right, right. But that was the best decision I've ever made. My sister made it. Well, she was like, Robert, you should really think about doing this. I was like, no. I don't want to listen, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. 
And she did two things for me that art show, my sister. She even she decided for um other artists to be a part of it. And then she gave me the name because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do for the name. She's like, what if you it's just, you just say, like, still being written? I looked at her. I was like, I hate you. She's like, what? I was like, that's perfect. Like, because yeah. the story was, like, still being written. And so um, that was my... That show has a special place in my heart because that was just so cool having other artists there. It was a safe space. You had just like a level of, it was just like a bunch of love spread around. And I'll never forget, it was um this girl, her name is Tony. She was one of the artists, but her friend was Nyjah. And we were talking and she was like, girl, you know who you are? You know who he is? If he asked you to be part of his show, that means your work is good. It's so like that was the funniest thing to me. And um I remember that night, um, I made a sale on a piece, and that piece was something that like I remember that. Yeah, that piece was about like a certain um situation that I had going on. But for me, it felt good to just like depart from those emotions and those feelings. Cause for her, she saw like a whole like fertilization and like women's growth for her. So that was still being written. And then I had the summer show, which was... Should I talk about the sale? Why not? Okay. All right. Um, That show was interesting because that was my first like hometown show, and that was in Fayetteville. And on the way there, I was like, Mom, how much did it cost to like put out the whole show? And she was like, about 1400 And I was like, okay, I'm not going to make that much in like profit, so... Let's be realistic. How much did it cost for just the venue? And she was like eight hundred. So I was like, okay, I can like try to make that. We're um setting up the show, and I remember I was so pissed because certain people said they were gonna come to help and like set up. They just didn't fall like come through. So I was just really irritated overall. Right. And um, I remember I punched one of the canvases that I sold. I literally punched the canvas because I was just so pissed. Thank God it didn't mess up. Yeah. But um, uh, <laughs> I was about to be like, wait <laughs> no, a minute. <laughs> So I punched it, and um, my mom's just, like, still, like, trying to set up stuff. I'm like, nobody's going to come. This is a waste of time. I saw this couple, and they were walking by, but they were going to get pizza. And so then they were like, what's going on? I was like, it's an art show I'm setting up for. They were like, okay, cool. They went back, got their pizza. The show's happening. They come back. They already, like, had it in their hand. And they were like, is it, like, up and set up? I'm like, yeah, it's set up, but it's, like, not ready yet. And they're like, okay, can we come in? Sure, why not? So they just look like normal people. Like, right. Normal, normal people. Regular, regular. Reg- regulars. And so um, they're like, who are you? I'm like, Robert, yada, yada, yada. This is my work. Why do we not, why have I not heard about you? I'm like, it's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> why like, haven't I'm you? I'm just like, I'm a kid. I'm doing my work. I go to school. I felt like I just stay in my own lane. And so. They're like, oh, I really like this piece. And it wasn't even like the collection. It was um it was this piece. Oh, okay. Okay. Word. And um my that's my sister's favorite piece. And so the wife was like, I want that. How much is it? And so I think we said four hundred. They were about to buy it. And so they were like four hundred, but I was like, I can't sell it because that's my sister's piece. And so then they were like, Whoa, how much for this? And so should I describe it for the people? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So um, 
this particular piece or like collection of work is from a show that I had called Draping Your Promises. And so it's basically like if you think about whenever God had the flood and he sent the rainbow as like a promise that he'll never flood the earth again. But for me, at that time, I was getting over like a huge loss. And so it was just a promise that, Robert, you're going to get through it. So I created like nine that I put on display, but like I have 11 in total. So it was 11 paintings. You have 11? Yeah. I didn't know that. It was, um, let me see. Also, as a side note, if you are ever on my Instagram, I have a picture in front of all of these. <laughs> but it was it was basically like the the rainbow coats. Those were like really ugly. Like I didn't like those personally. Wow, I did that. It's crazy. But um, so I <laughs> it was sixty by seventy two canvases. And even whenever I created like the idea of it, I called my mom up. It was late. I stayed calling her up late in the night. I'm like, Ma, I have an idea, but it's gonna be costly. How costly, Robert? It might be like four. No, I think we spent about a thousand dollars on these canvases. A thousand dollars on these canvases, and I remember I would knock out these canvases within a span of two days. I would go in, I would sketch, I would do the background first, and then I would go in do the um the coat, and then I would do the head. And so it's sixty by seventy two, so that's six feet tall and five feet long. Right. And I did nine of them, or ten and eleven in total. Mm-hmm. But um, they were like, how much for this? Because I love this. And I was like, I don't know. So then me and my mom were talking. She's like, no, we didn't even think of a number. We did not think of a number at all. Because I was like, I don't know how to price these. these are I was two. about to say, normally you go and you let people like make an offer. They, yeah, he was like, how about $5,000 for all of them? Keep in mind. Should have said 10. No, <laughs> for real. For real. My mom's friend came later that night. She's like. You cheated him. Like, literally, she um, told him that. But, like, in all honesty, I kind of was because I was just a kid. That's a big number. But if you think about it, breaking that down, that's only, like, 400 e- No, well, You sold all 11 or 9? I think all 11. Hold on. I'm not good with math. All 11, it's, like, not even $500 of uh, easel. Yeah. So I was kind of cheated. But it was just still the idea of, I underestimated what I could do and then made $5,000 off of that. And I remember my sister, she's she's one of my hardest critics, but she loves me to death. Um, whenever it comes to like me pricing out work, she's like, oh, I would only pay 75 for that. I'm like, Dries, it costs a whole lot more to make this shirt. Or not, not the shirt, but the, um, the painting. So she walked in late, and I was like, Dries, I just sold this for 5000 she grabbed my hand. We walked to the back where the kit not the kitchen, but like the bathroom was. She's like, What? I was like, No, nigga, I sold this for five thousand dollars. She's like, Where's he at? I'm like, he's right here. They're doing it like right now. He was gonna do five thousand dollars cash, but we we're like, no, let's just do like the payment. It happened. And that to me was like Cash? I'm that nigga. But <laughs> and so from then I was like, okay, what's next? I spent the money on my next venue, and that show was about my mom, and that was titled Nine, because my mom carried me for nine months. Right. And that piece, to this day, to this day, is, um, that's something. Because I wanted to sell it, but, um... Yeah, I thought you were going to. I originally was like, I want this whole wall gone, but at the show, I'm going to tell the people... 
So it's 63 different canvases pieced together, so it's like a puzzle, but it's 9 feet tall and 12 feet long. It would have been bigger if my dorm room wall was bigger. And so it's just a huge mural of black women. And so you even have my mom up in here. She's on my sister. She's on me. But it's just I wanted black women to be able to walk into this space, look at it, and see themselves in it. And it spans from you have a girl on the pole to where there's another woman who's pregnant, and then you have a crucifix in the background. So it's like playing on just religion, motherhood, sometimes even dealing with it like sexuality. And it's just, there's no one type of woman. Regardless of race, there's no one type of woman. So I wanted people to really just like pick up on that. Right. And the reasoning why I didn't sell it was one of the artists that I mentioned earlier, Kayla Moss, she came up to me at the show and she was like, Robert, I hate you. And I'm like, what? What What did I do? She's right. like, I'm crying. And I was like, you're not crying. And so I look at her eyes, and I'm like, oh, she's crying. Like, she's literally shedding tears from looking at this. And that for me was like, whoa, I did it. Like, I did it. And then another girl who, um, she's going to be in this next show. Her name is Zaria. Mm-hmm. She... She's a very shy person. We seldom would speak, but she would always come to the shows and support. She came. She got a chair. She sat down. I was like, what the heck? You don't, who's doing, like, who's just, like, sitting down? That's stuff you do at a museum. She sat there for 20 minutes. And then later she came and talked to me. She was like, I just felt represented. I felt like I was seen. And it was like, I'm doing it. Like, this is I'm doing it. Like, no matter, like, there's no idea what it is, but, like, for me, it's just I'm doing it. And I just can't pinpoint it out. But, yeah, that was my last show. But this next show, Darvez. The next show. This next show, it's titled Hear Me Out, Son. It was supposed to be last May. Yeah. Before, Before COVID. Before COVID. But now we're here a year later. It's not the same show that I planned out for. Because I was supposed to do, like, a mural that was only 9 feet. Oh, no, 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 6 feet by 12 feet. Should I give out dimensions? If you wanted to be a surprise and, you know, let people come to the show, don't don't give it out. Okay. I'm just going to say it's three times. No. Closest to three times bigger than my last piece. Yeah. Like a life. Yeah. It's... It's pretty gigantic, and God is just making way for this show to happen. So, also, side note, if anyone sings, (laughs) I need a choir for this show. Hit me up, please. I need one. Preferably in the Greensboro area. Early to mid-April. Yeah, no. April 2nd. Early. Early 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 April. Early April. April. (laughs) It's on Good Friday, so it's three years from my last show crazy oh man that piece like the piece that i'm working on is shoot i'm trying to pull it up i'm basically recreating that so like this was telling different stories of the bible Mm -hmm. that's what this next thing is so oh man i wish i could see this like (laughs) (laughs) i really do so i'm proud i'm proud of like how much i'm doing and then as you should be 
to think that like what it derived off of was a piece that's in the Louvre and that piece that's in the Louvre took um the artist 15 months so I'm doing 15 months work in like three months oh yeah that's heavy and I'm trying to get it done actually you know what I'm I am gonna get it done I'm gonna get it done hey that's all there is to it that's it <laughs> man Robert thank you for joining the table and you know giving us a little insight into you man <laughs> no problem it's been a great episode do you have any parting words come to my art show <laughs> april 2nd please it's been a year in the making and this is my this is my second to last art show for my undergrad at ant so this is a special one second to last second to last there's another one yeah um <laughs> It's either gonna be called a gala or a ball, but it's but it's happening in the fall. And my dream with that piece is it's gonna be in the Greensboro Coliseum complex. Mm. And so you remember when I told you about like the developer? Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can get him to fund it. Oh yeah, you need that. Because if he can fund it, because the venue itself five thousand dollars, so if he can fund it. Oh, we need we need we that. need that <laughs> we need that because I, I need that. to be there because that piece I even have my outfit like laid out for what that is because it's a whole like gala so but yeah come to my art show April second and Good Friday Good Friday and then everyone stay safe and God bless <laughs> God bless indeed RX. Darvez signing off till next time.